0: Good afternoon, Wells Baptist Church. I'm Vance Chapman. I've, I've been asked to do a brief study today, and I don't know how brief that's going to be, but we're going to just do the best we can just off of what God has gave us and what we want to uh, show to you today. Um, I would ask you, though, to bring your, get your Bible out uh, at this time. We're going to be in Philippians 4. And um, just so that you can just follow along with me and read so that any of my nervousness that comes out here, it doesn't reflect on um, what God is actually trying to say to us. So don't focus on me here, let's focus on God's Word because um, I'm not, a uh, like Kevin seemed to be a professional when he'd done this the other day when we, we all commented on how well he'd done and how comfortable he looked. And that's probably not going to be what you see today uh, unless God gives me a whole lot of help right here. But I do want you to focus on God's Word here and what He's trying to bring out to us in this time of uh, just uncertainty that we uh, were in. I couldn't help but think, but when I was coming over here today, that what a beautiful day that God has gave us, but yet there's so much... um, turmoil, so much unknown because of this virus. But then when you start to think about it, isn't that every day? We're provided with this beautiful day that God has gave us and then, but yet there's somewhere in this world that somebody's world is upside down. And what I'd like to talk to you today is, um, it's Christ-likeness, it's the peace that goes beyond all understanding and contentment. Um, and it, you, know, you can't have Christ-likeness without having contentment in your life. So what I'd like to do today is just hopefully, um, I'll be honest with you, this uh, lesson that I've laid out is probably um, far more than what I should have uh, done for this. But the encouragement that comes uh, out of uh, Philippians is just... Um, uh, it's always, it's always done good things for me because this was a church that, if you were a pastor at a church, this is the church you would want, just because they got it. They really knew, uh, you know, they listened to Paul uh, when he gave them the gospel, and they got it. And it really shows up here uh, in this lesson, and. Before we get into, we know we're going to be in Philippians four, but before we get into that, I just want to give you a few words uh, here, and uh, if you're taking notes, you can jot these down. But these are just Christ likeness, uh, and these are words that I came up with that just kind of help me describe uh, Christ likeness and what you'll find, um, or what I find, you know, when I see uh, others uh, when it's described in the Bible and other is. The first word here is peace, you know, and it's the peace of God from the God of peace. You know, the second word is love, you know, love like Christ loved you. And then the third is humility of a, you know, humility of a God that came to this world to die on a cross. I mean, that span of, of God to come to this earth is like me disappearing or actually it's further than me disappearing right now in front of you and becoming a maggot on this desk. It it, it just, that that humility blows my mind as to uh, how far it, it is. And then the fourth word here is faith. Faith in a sovereign, the sovereignty of God, that He is in control. And he's taking me down a path. The fifth word is gratitude. And gratitude of a Christian that knows what they deserve. I know exactly what I deserve. I deserve the pits of hell. But it was because of Christ that I can sit here today and say with all confidence that I know I have a home In heaven with my Lord and Savior. So with that said, I'd like to lead us off with a little word of prayer. And then we'll go into Philippians 4. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this opportunity. Uh, Father, I need your words right now. And Father, I want to pray for my heart right now. Walking in this building today, my heart longed for the people that I serve with. I, I miss them, Father. And I know that there's many others out there today that uh, they're missing the fel- the same fellowship that I am. And Father, I just want to pray for that right now in that uh, we know that we are going to be back together. And I want you to put that peace upon my heart and everyone else's hearts that's listening to me right now. Father, I just want to lift the turmoils of this world that's causing anxiety and worry to be in our hearts. Father, I just want to lift those to you right now so that you can show us your sovereignty and that there's no matter, you're in control. And Father, we, you know, sometimes we just need to see that, that, that this is you and we're going to make it through this. Father, again, I just, Pray for each and every one that's in, uh, that's listening and watching this today, and just, just give them the peace that we're asking for right now. Father, forgive us where we fail you, just uh, with a repentant heart. Father, I just pray all of these things in the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Guys, we're going to read all of uh, chapter four here. Um, And I started to take this thing in a completely different direction about four different times today. But I I went back and just bear with me through this. Um, I, I don't do this as well. as, Like I said earlier, I don't do this as well as a Kevin or a Nick. But just bear with me. Don't look at me. Look at the words in your Bible, and let's just do this. Therefore, brothers, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown Stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Erodia and Syntice and to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also true companion, help these women whom I have labored side by side with me and who who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of the fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Finally, brother, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is loving, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at length I have revi- you have revived your concern for me. You are indeed concerned for me, but had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking from being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, i know how to abound in every circumstance i have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger abundance and need i can do all things through him christ who strengthens me yet it was your kind it, yet it was kind of you to share my trouble you and, you and you, Philippians, yourself, know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent, to, you sent, help, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit." I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied. Having received from Aphrodite the gift you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To God our Father, to God... And our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. All right, guys, I don't know how long this is going to go, but we're just going to, we're going to, probably not going to do a full um, study like Kevin does um, as far as an ex- or whatever it is, looking at everything. But there are several things uh, throughout this chapter that I would like to point out to you. Um, you know, for one, we see contentment in this, um, you know, and when you look at contentment, um, Paul's in prison here. You see this in Acts uh, 16 when he's going through the church, when he's doing the church at Philippi. And at this point in time, he's writing back to them. He's in prison, and, but yet he can write these encouraging words that you find throughout this chapter and Paul's joy here came from the receiving of this gift and a that we, uh coming to him in this chapter, which spurred this letter to be written. And what brought him the joy that we see here is they got it. These Christians got it. It had been 10 years for the most, from what I can see uh, of, of different studies and different other pastors that have said, it's approximately a ten-year span here since Paul had seen or heard or received anything from this church in Philippi. So now we get this wonderful uh, epistle uh, of Philippians that basically just. Um, Writing back uh, to these uh, brothers that he hadn't had contact with in a very long time, and he's encouraging them. But um, you know, contentment here is someone who is consumed by the well-being of others more than yourself, and and that's you know something that's um, not easily uh, described for someone. But you know, probably the best way I can describe it to you is if you're one of these, um, it'd be hard for a prosperity person to preach the word of Paul uh, that you find in his epistles because it just doesn't match up very well. They can take out little scriptures, uh, one-liners, and uh, make it fit into something, but they can't preach the whole word of what Paul is trying to say. But you know, this contentment. Um, and the, sovereign, the sovereignty of God and the belief in that sovereignty would be like me praying for everyone that I know, if you want to use prosperity here, praying for everyone that I know to become millionaires. But yet I pray to God in thankfulness that I am satisfied, completely content and satisfied with not having those things because that is His will for me. So let's look into uh, what we see here in uh, verse 1. And uh, we may do a little skipping around. But in verse 1, leads off with therefore. Therefore, my brother. So that tells us automatically we've got to look back. So what was Paul doing in chapter 3? But for the most part, chapter 3 goes all the way to Christ-likeness. That's what Paul is, uh, is showing here is the Christ-likeness that is in him and uh, in the uh, Philippian church. So Christ-likeness is where the therefore comes from. You know? Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for. He misses these folks. I mean, and, and I, I love that. You know? He wants to express his love and he, I miss you guys, my joy and crown. And this word "crown" here, replace that word with "reward." You are, he's saying, you're my reward. That um, I can look back now and see that you guys are, you know, your faithfulness to the Lord. Is my reward what what we done in Philippi from the beginning in Acts chapter sixteen? It worked. You guys believed. You confessed the Lord with your mouth. You believed. You were saved. And today, even though you're under harsh uh, prosecu- uh, persecution in that area, they still got it and they still believed. So um, you're his. They were his reward and. And then he, he goes on to say, stand firm thus in the Lord. You know, just hold on tight to what you've been taught. Hold on tight to the Lord. Just stand firm. Um, not really going to go into uh, verse 2 here, but it, what it does show me here in this uh, in this chapter that this was not a perfect church. We see two ladies here. That it doesn't go into detail and tell us what kind of conflict that they had, but it does tell us that there was a conflict in this church. So this was a normal, everyday church with people in it, and basically Paul is um, is asking um, uh, other uh, someone else to um, um, to intervene here, and he's not. Um, he says, "I entreat," so he's not. He's not I'm not commanding you I I'm begging you to agree in the Lord. So he's just basically asking them to go back to what you already know and if you'll agree in the Lord your whatever problem that you have will disappear. And uh there again we can go back over here to what we just talked about at the very beginning peace, love, humility, faith, gratitude. You place you put all of those things in um, to making up your your Christ likeness, and these disagreements, they're going to disappear. That it just they can't stand through that. So let's go on down to um, verse four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice, and there again, um, I mean, that's he's given us a command here to. Always find joy in the Lord. And the second thing that I I see here is uh, in verse 5, is let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Let your reasonableness... I mean, um, in looking at this and trying to figure out what they were trying to say to us here, um, the best place that I can lead you to here. Is there again? He's your reasonableness is your Christ likeness. But i want to jump back to um, Philippians chapter two, and just kind of uh, run through uh, a few verses here, so that you can um, see that you know uh, what he was telling them there. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affliction, any sympathy, complete my joy. "...by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord with one mind, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. And let, uh, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also the interest of others. Have this in mind amongst yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus." So you know, basically, it's Christlikeness is is the reasonableness that He's asking them to be known to others. Those qualities should show up to uh, to everyone that comes in contact with you. And um, I, I wish I could get this right. This is um, um, it's that living it out, not each and every day, but each and every minute. And um, I I fell at this so many times and I think that's one of the reasons why this speaks to me so well and that uh, when I started to abandon the chapter and just go over to the contentment part of it, I really couldn't abandon this part of it because it speaks to me. We're going to go go directly into uh, verse 6 here. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Do not, you know, the command that we see here is do not be anxious about anything. And then you you also see it um, uh, at the end there that you know. There's a promise in this, and that the peace of God that which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts uh, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, and this is where today this kind of this is where we're at. Um, you can see the anxiousness, you can see the worry in society. You see those people who um, who go and uh, gather up everything that they could uh at the beginning of this and they had uh, you know 142 rows of toilet paper in one cart and then their husband was behind them dragging another cart these people do not have the peace of god they're they're going off of that um the news media worry that has been stirred up uh amongst uh everyone here um, and, and there's another thing, guys. I, I would just encourage you right now, and I've done this myself in my house. Get the news. Listen to what they have to say. Learn what you need to learn from the updates and move on. You learn what you need to learn from your to uh, for your safety and your family's safety. But move on. Get away from that stuff. I mean, those people get paid by causing anxiety to cause you to come back and watch their program so that they can sell media advertisement to companies because they have a certain amount of viewership. Get away from it. Lead your life. Go to your Bible. Learn something that's actually worthwhile, that's going to uh, actually do something for you uh, when this is all said and done and this crisis is over and the media doesn't have anything to talk about anymore. Let them teach you what you need to know is what I'm trying to say. Finally brothers, whatever, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Paul's like, he's telling them to to look towards, uh, focus on the things that you find that are worthy and honorable of praise to God. And the next uh, section here in uh, 9, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Have you ever looked at that? God, uh, uh, Paul often tells you uh, throughout uh, his epistles that, um, look towards me. Have you ever wondered? I, I have. I mean, uh, in uh, you know, not understanding what exactly he was saying, uh, why would he tell someone to imitate me? Well, back then during this time, we didn't have the New Testament, uh, the Bible to hand out to everyone. So the only way that these um, churches learned the gospel and were able to go out and fulfill their command of preaching the gospel was by watching and imitating ones like paul and uh, now did this paul was this church uh, uh, affected by false teachings and things like that Uh, yes in a small way not not like what you would see in corinthians but uh yes it, it did it was affected in some ways. so there again paul that's the reason he gave them all of those things that you see at the at the top here whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just pure those things that are praiseworthy so you know he's making sure that they're looking at what um you know that that those things line up uh with the gospel you know so but yeah, I've always been amazed by that, and I don't really know why I even threw that in there. But practice these things because that's—I mean, they didn't have—they didn't have this New Testament to break out in front of them to understand why they, uh, you know, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, or you know, how to live their lives uh, in an honorable and praiseworthy way to God. So we'll move on to uh, verse ten here. I rejoice in the Lord greatly. At length, you have revived your concern for me." I kind of find this one funny, um, for the simple fact that he's um, like, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at length." he's basically saying, "It's been a long time since I've heard from you guys. Uh, and uh, you now you've revived your concern for me. And he didn't want us to say, uh, you know, you're going to see the next sentence here. He didn't want this to uh, come off in the wrong kind of way. So he takes you into the next sentence. And we've all shot those text messages off where um, they can't see, they can't see your facial expression, so they don't know where your heart was at the time. So you're liable to say something uh, bluntly and it be taken completely out of context of what he was saying. Uh, and uh, and, and you actually end up with someone a little upset with you. So I think every one of us can understand uh, why he followed this up with the next sentence is, you indeed were concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. And he's basically just saying that, you know, guys, I know you were thinking of me. I know you knew my need, but you didn't have the opportunity to say it. So he was basically just walking them through uh, saying like wait a minute you know, don't don't think that uh there's uh any animosity there towards you by me you know saying at length um you've revived your concern for me all right moving on into um verse eleven here not that I am speaking from being in need basically paul's like i didn't um didn't ask for your gift nor did I need it but I was so i rejoiced in the Lord that you revived your concern for me, and he goes on to uh, to explain that his uh, you know he did, didn't have a need there for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content and guys I don't want you to miss this right here um in that he's not saying i learned to be he it's not saying that I, i'm i'm you know I've learned contentment. He's saying, I've learned, I am to be content. So, I mean, that to be really stands out there in that this is a command, even though it kind of falls in a a weird area in the sentence. It is a command. And um, uh, the best place I can um, go back to is Psalms 23 in that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm satisfied. I'm content. So... That's, you know, kind of what he's wanting to bring out to him here. But I love this next section and and what it you know is uh really saying to us and then and it's leading into the t-shirt verse that we've all seen. I know how to be brought low, I know how to abound in everything, in every circumstance, I have learned the secret. And that's the key word there, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and facing hunger, abundance and need. Paul's basically saying that I've been in many different situations and I always find contentment there. I know, I believe wholeheartedly in the sovereignty of God. God is what, He's leading this path and I'm content with that whatever what, whichever direction he wants to lead me in and, it, and, and some people you know you're, you're, the, you know contentment is that I should lower myself down and um, now Paul's not saying that. Paul's saying that I've learned to be content whenever I don't have anything, but he's also saying that I've, I've learned to be content when I'm full. And whether that be material things or just the food of life, um, He knows how to abound with plenty. So uh, plenty, abundance. Um, so, you know, you, you can have an abundance uh, because that is, the, you know, the sovereignty of God led us through to having that abundance. But He may also lead you through to having um, that need. You may even lead you through that hunger. But the secret to doing all this is I can do all things through Him, Christ, who strengthens me. And um, this this verse here, it does lead you into um, when it says strengthen, it is physical strength. When you look it up, the original uh, Greek on this is a physical strength strength and it. it may be a physical or a mental strength and you know have you often wondered about um how um have you often wondered about you, you see these families that are having to go through things um that you can't imagine they they just they seem un unre- you know um you, you know you, there again you're you're in complete thankfulness that um it's not you And you're wanting, you know, how 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 are they going through this and how, you know, and your prayer for them is that God, you know, hold together their faith. This in that truly contented person, that person that truly knows God and is living out his Christ likeness, that's that's that strength that comes from only you've gave everything you've got. There's nothing else humanly possible that you could have put into it. But yet, God, because you know, we're, we're looking at the situation saying, there's no way I could go through that. But yet, that person who is in, in that turmoil at that time does go through. Their faith does stay intact. That is that strength that's being talked about right here in this verse. It's a strength that comes from Christ Himself and no one else, and it's you know it's it's one of those unexplainable uh, strengths that, that carries you through. Going into the last part here, and uh, let's see, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up here, uh, but you know we're gonna do it in Kevin terms, and that, that means it's gonna be three more times. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me uh, help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruitfulness that increases to your credit. know. This is, you know, this is the thank you that's coming to an end here, and that Paul was able to truly say, I know you guys got it. You got the gospel when we were giving it to you, uh, when we were in Philippi. I know, because I know where you're at right now, I know the poverty of your situation in Philippi, I know the persecution that's come against you, but yet, your concern is for me." And you gave this mighty, it was a sacrificially given gift that couldn't come from anywhere other than God and their heart. God on their heart is what produced this gift to him. So that's that's why Paul was so joyful Throughout this, this book and this letter, is that, you know, he, he rejoiced in, he, he sees that fruit, you know, from them. And he said, But I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. And, and basically, you know, he knows that that fruitfulness that they're producing right now by being faithful to the Word of God is going to be rewarded and and he loves and, and by knowing that that is going to be rewarded he also knows their reward he knows that he's that that his efforts in Philippi didn't fail that these are Christians and they're going at you know some point in their life they're going home to an eternal home so he, he got a great deal of pleasure from that, and there was a lot of joy to be seen there. I have received full payment and more. I am well satisfied having received from Epaphroditus the gifts that you sent, a fragrant, off, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God, and my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus, to God, to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Pretty much this one here, it pretty much says it all. Uh, in and itself, there's not much commentary that I can add to that other than it's an acceptable sacrifice. And there, there again, to go back to, uh, he knows what their their situation was in that they were in persecution, they were in poverty. Um, and that our God and Father accepts he you know this sacrifice an acceptable sacrifice, and God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus, so you know uh, they will be repaid now, whether it's saying that they're being repaid here on this earth. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about that. I don't really even. I don't think our concern should even be there. Our payment is coming when we leave from from this earth. Uh, we know what we have uh, ahead of us there. So, and to God, our Father, all right, and to go. You know, and there again, to our God and Father be glory and forever. Amen. And there again, guys, you've seen me uh, stammer and stumble through this whole thing, but I do hope that with you following along with me, that you were able to get out what what God was trying to point out to us here in that um, to live every day like Christ would want you to live, he wants you to. He, he wants people to see that contentment in our life, and not be anxious and worried about the um, the foolishness that goes on within this world. You know the the people who uh, are dragging two buggies around with toilet paper in it. I mean, that's just um, uh, those people. Um, you can pretty much look at those people and. They're not believing in a sovereign God that's going to take care of them. That's where we believe. That's our hope is that, you know, He is exactly who He says He is. And we can rest in that peace that surpasses all understanding so that we can be content. We can have that peace. We can show that love. I can humble myself in that humility, that you know where I put of everyone else. Well, yeah, that's that's an impossible statement because you know self always tends to want to rise to the top. But but I can in humility I can fight that down and push it down as far as I can. And because of what you know because of what I put my faith I put into Jesus Christ and what He done with for me I can push that humility away or that pride away and show that humility to others. And and then there again, in my faith, and then I know what I believe. The sovereignty of God and the direction that He's leading, whether it be in a a, a pandemic of the world or whatever, I have faith in that sovereign God who's leading me in a direction. Do I know what direction that is? No. But am I worried about it? No. it's It's my direction. So, and then with gratitude, just, you know, um, showing gratitude towards others and thankfulness for everything that I have, um, you know, do I have some concerns about where this is leading us to, um, my work, things like that? Yeah, I have some concerns right now because it's pretty much, I was blessed to be able to work the rest of this week. but. you know, uh, for the next couple of three weeks, we don't know what that's going to hold, but I'm thankful. I'm so blessed, and I'm so thankful, and I have just uh, just this thankful gratitude towards God for the simple fact that He's always taken care of me, and I'm I'm gonna trust that that's going to be the fact again, and that's where Paul was at here. Paul, whether he was he was always content, whether it be in need, hunger. It didn't matter to Paul. He had that trust in that he was being led. And so, with that being said, I'm going to pray us out of here. And uh, But I, hope, I do hope you guys got something from this. And like I said, I hope you don't look at the speaker very much here uh, because I don't do a very good job at this type of stuff. But there was a lesson here. So, let us pray. Father, again, I just thank you. Father, I pray for the minds and hearts of uh, each and every one here at Wells Baptist Church that that they're not anxious, Father, that they know and trust. They've been told, uh, you know, I know the teaching that they have, Father, and I, I I just want to pray that they go back upon that teaching and that they trust in a sovereign God and that they know that everything is going to be all right. And while we may not know what. Shaping you're doing in the world right now, Father, we trust that it's good and it's righteous and it's holy because it came from you, Father, again, I want to pray for our leaders that's um that has been you know tasked with this um this pandemic that's facing the world. Father, let's just be with those guys and and father just lead and guide those people because um It'd be so easy for them to be led astray uh, because from from what is right. But Father, I just pray that you're you know you're in all of those situations as well and helping those decisions. And Father, I pray that those you know uh, decisions lead us to a, an out here that brings us all back to a normal life in a very you know expedient time. Father, again. I just want to come to you in thankfulness and and just say thank you for the way that you've always taken care of me, thank you for the way that you've always taken care of everyone here. And um, I don't know of anyone that's in need at all here, um, and even though, you know, there's a variety of different ones as far as, you know, um, but everyone here has been taken care of by you, and Father, I'm just so thankful for that. Father. Again, just I I pray that you bless uh, each and every person that's listening to us right now. And Father, just forgive us where we fail you. We pray these things in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.